plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Oh, hello, 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 Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. It's Star Style, Be the Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the ass species of Be the Star You Are charity. I'm your host, Cynthia Bryan, and we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the M empowerment channel. I feel so energetic and happy because the last couple of days have been very sunny and bright here in Northern California, although the rains are coming, so it kind of puts a little damper on things. But for right now, I'm going to just enjoy the moment. And that brings me to the miracle moment for today brought to you by Be The Star You Are. You can visit the charity at bethestarur.org. And I don't know the source for this, but I do love the message. Those who danced were thought insane by those who could not hear the music. So do you hear the music? Well, today's show is going to be a fun one. We're going to start off in segment one with something I call coming alive because the garden spring is, you know, is leaping forward and uh, we're going to talk about what is blooming and what you can see blanketing the hillsides and the lush green grasses and all the fantastic flowers. But in segment two, we have a wonderful guest that will inspire you to nourish yourself and feed yourself what will make you healthier. Sandy Robinson will be joining me with her book, Why Am I Eating This? And then finally, in segment three, it's being aware of our mental health. It has become such a popular conversation uh, you know, lately, athletes, celebrities, people are weighing in on the importance of pausing to find peace. And you don't need to go to therapy to reap the benefits of improvement. So we're going to give you some ways to mind your mental health and just to feel better about yourself. So staying alive, coming alive. Yeah, John Muir said, I went out for a walk and finally concluded to stay out till sundown. For going out, I found, was really going in. And that's how I feel when spring is about to spring upon us because I just want to stay out and milk every moment of the sunlight. And then when I do come in, I feel the outside in. And so going out helps me feel better coming in. And walking around my property, I'm just absolutely in awe of how quickly my landscape has jumped to life. Within just a couple of weeks, the garden has awoken from its deep sleep, blanketing the hillside. There's just lush green grasses, fantastic flowers everywhere. The frogs are croaking, the birds are chirping, and the bees are buzzing. And despite the continuing rain, which is going to be transpiring again for the rest of the week, Nature is waking up from its soggy slumber. 
I use my garden as a living laboratory where I design borders to include a diverse mix of plants, including bulbs and perennials and annuals and shrubs, trees and vines. And originally my color palette was strictly pinks, purples, blues, whites. But over the years, I have acknowledged the beauty of all color combinations. I love daring forms and textures. I welcome them all as I attempt to create a very naturalistic style, something that you would really see walking in the woodlands. I take cues from Mother Nature. I encourage self-sewing specimens. I say thank you to Calendula and Nigella. And I prefer my landscape to be full, a bit crowded, and definitely kind of wild. Rocks, stones, and gravel are incorporated into the scheme, while vintage used bricks delineate the paths. Now, if you'd like to create a garden that respects the natural worlds, I have a few tips that may help you. First, don't be afraid to mix and match. Shrubs and trees provide structure. Bulbs pop up as surprises, especially at this time of year. Perennials are the main attraction, with annuals affording the colors you desire throughout the year. Second, always plant in swaths or groups. Repeating the groups coalesces and unifies the look. You just don't want one thing here and another thing there. You know, plant in just kind of flowing areas. Third, invite specimens that you would like to self-sow. So allow plants to grow as they would in nature without your assistance. And don't fret when stray flowers appear in an area where you didn't plan to have them grow. Whimsical is fun. Fourth, when it comes to coordinating colors, be open to the bold and the beautiful. I never thought I'd like so much orange and yellow in my landscape, but the combination of daffodils and calendulas and poppies has changed my mind. Fifth, strive for balance. A clipped hedge is wonderful surrounding a formal rose garden or outlining a driveway. Yet when a garden is too heavily manicured, it appears almost fake. Allow for some spillers, fillers, and thrillers. Add some elements of awe. Sixth, use containers for a variety of plants, including small trees. I have an Italian white peach growing in a container that boasts beautiful bright pink blossoms with fluorescent yellow oxalis underplanted. It is quite an unexpected showstopper. And as a bonus, when the peaches are ripe, they are so easy to harvest because I can reach them. Orchestrate, this is number seven, orchestrate seasonal displays with plenty of colorful and textual annuals, perennials, grasses, and bulbs. Natives and carefully chosen non-natives will thrive happily together. And with a plentiful variety of plants, pollinators will call your garden home and become your trusted helpers. So what is blooming now and what will be blooming? Well, here's what's blooming right now. The Bradford pears, plums, and peach trees. Azaleas and camellias, daffodils, tulips, calla lilies, virginia, calendula, cyclamen, salvia hotlips, muscari, iris, primrose, lilies of the valley, Christmas cactus, periwinkle, oxalis, freesia, viburnum, hellebore, jade, potato vine, Chinese fringe, mustard, and of course, there are numerous other plants that are budding 
and we'll be gracing our gardens uh, very soon. So stay tuned because I will have more. And I have just a few quick tips for your March garden guide. Define proper, uh, property boundaries and create curb appeal with flowering shrubs. Numerous new varieties of hydrangea are a good choice. It's time to spray your roses, crepe myrtles, petasporum, iris, boxwood, rhododendron, laurel, fruit, and citrus trees with organic dormant oil and copper fungicide. This treatment will help to protect the trees and shrubs from overwintering insects and from fungal diseases. Make sure that before you eat the citrus or use it in cooking in any way before any consumption, you wanna wash it well. Pour chamomile tea around the base of newly planted seedlings, and this will eliminate fungus growth. You can display fallen camellias on a hedge, a ledge, or a pathway for outside interest that are not pretty enough to float in a vase, but not rotten enough to toss in the compost bin. And as the camellias wilt, then you can dispose of them, but you really do need to get them off the ground. Fertilize hungry lawns anytime in March to strengthen roots and resist cold, heat, and high traffic when the weather is wrecked. You want to prune your fig trees and your grapevines well within the next month. The dried branches and cuttings, you can use them in a smoker or a barbecue this summer. It'll add really interesting flavors to all of your grilled specialties. And don't forget to be watering houseplants while you're on vacation. And there's a really easy way. You can fill a plastic water bottle with water, pierce the neck of the bottle with an ice pick, and then bury the bottle with the neck down. And of course, the size of the bottle will depend on the size of the container that you need to water while you're away. And the nice thing about it is your plant will slowly drink as needed. And then, of course, you just have to have patience. Spring is only a few weeks away. And so we just have to kind of hang in there with the rain for the rest of winter and just be grateful as we watch for the reawakening of our gardens. You can go out for a walk, stay until sundown because going out is going in. And you can also just remember to start planning and uh, perusing catalogs, et cetera, for things that you might want to be planting, you know, soon or in the next uh, few weeks probably towards the end of March is going to be best. Well, happy gardening and happy growing. And if you need more gardening advice for all seasons, you can check out my book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener at cynthiabryan.com forward slash books. I also have several other books there, but this one will give you month by month what to do in your garden. Also, my children's picture books, Family Forever, and No Barnyard Bullies, both in Estella Bella's Barnyard Adventure, are available there at the Star Style Store. And just you can read more about them at CynthiaBryan.com. Well, thank you for listening to my little garden advice from the Goddess Gardener. And when we come back from break, we will be talking with Sandy Robertson, 
with her book, Why Am I Eating This? Is This the Nourishment I Need? It's a step-by-step guide to transforming your relationship with food. I think we can all use that. So stay with me. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. I'm Cynthia Bryan, and I'll be back, and I hope you will too. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be the Star You Are. 99 gifts and be the star you are for teens buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR 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 Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program, Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, the party really begins now because I have a very special guest with us. She is Sandy Robertson. She has written a book, Why Am I Eating This? Is this the nourishment I need? It's a second edition. And it's something I think that we all probably ask ourselves from time to time. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're coming to you live on the Voice American Network. And I am Cynthia Bryan. And let me just tell you, introduce you a little bit to Sandy, and then we'll bring her right on. She is a board-certified holistic nurse, and she's certified in medical, she's a medical intuitive, a healing touch practitioner, and she has just really woven art in the science of medicine with mind-body approaches to well-being. This book is really terrific and very simple for anyone to read. Welcome, Sandy, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you, Cynthia. I appreciate your having me. I'm really happy to be here today. I know it's going to be a great discussion. 
Well, it is a, it is going to be a great discussion because we all eat. <laughs> there isn't anyone on the there isn't anyone on the planet that doesn't eat, right? And the, but the important thing is is I I agree with the title of your book. Why am I eating this? Sometimes we are putting things in our mouth that we probably shouldn't because we're not being self-aware, we're not being mindful or we're nervous or whatever it is. So let's start at the beginning. You start in chapter one in your book talking about the heart of the matter, self-awareness and mindfulness. And you ask really important questions. Why do I overeat when I don't need food? What's in it for me? Why and when I know I should eat, do I keep eating what I shouldn't? So could you just give us a little bit of the backstory? Because we all know that the statistics on obesity are alarming and foods that are not nutritious are so bad for us. So what are the first steps that we can do to be more self-aware, more mindful? It's really paying attention, Cynthia. And in terms of the backstory, I am a nurse, so I've witnessed thousands of people on the complexities of obesity. I also was heavy as a child and learned some lessons about I was probably using food to self-soothe. And from counseling and teaching thousands of people in corporate and hospital settings over the years, I wanted to write this book to share people's stories that they say, I know what to eat. I know what not to eat. I'm aware of calories. A lot of them admit they eat too fast don't chew their food well, don't put their utensils down, are influenced by peer pressure or what's going on around them. So they're really externally driven and not internally, even though they know what to eat and not what to eat. And the other part is, which I think is so interesting because there's so much on social media now, you know, about food and nutrition, people even admit they eat very healthy food, maybe organic food, but they eat way too much for reasons that have nothing to do with if they are hungry or not. So I really wanted to wrap everything I've learned about mindful eating and nourishment along with the stories I've heard with some really simple tools, really basic, and even some humor that people can start asking themselves some really fun but important questions. Well, I think you've heard probably most of the stories and one of the things that I thought was really important is the way that you formatted the book with these light bulb moments, right, where people have a whole new way to relate to food. But you also call, um, you say that there's a lot of food traps. Why don't you tell us what a food trap is and why do we fall into it so often? Well, it could be things like it's 4 o'clock. I always have a snack at 4 o'clock. Or... I'm upset about something, so I'm going to have a snack. Or I'm with a group of people, and they're eating a lot and eating fast. And even though they might want to order things that, you know, I don't necessarily want to eat, I just go along with it. It could be a party or birthday celebration, and you just surrender and say, forget it. You know, again, I'll just eat what I want. With really no thought, attention, or intention around, again, the pause, and am I really hungry right now for fuel? You know, think of Olympic athletes or premier athletes. They're feeding their bodies with fuel, and 
paying attention to what their bodies need. But the other piece is I really weave in, since I'm an energy healer and nurse, it's all about the mind, body, spirit, energetic connection. So people may think they're hungry for food. Perhaps they're tired and need more sleep. Perhaps they're dehydrated. Perhaps they're lonely and seeking friendship, companionship, or spirituality. So there are many types of types of nourishment. That's the other main uh, message of the book. So I really want to help people change their relationships with food and eating by asking this broader question of what kind of nourishment do I need right now? That's a question I really want people to be asking. I really loved it when you wrote how that you had troubles and struggles with food when you were a child because your mother would cook, you know, all of your favorite foods to celebrate, but it always included, you know, rich desserts, et cetera, and you had to show your appreciation. And I didn't ever struggle with food, but I remember having to clean our plates, whatever it was that we took. Um, as far as eating, we were required to clean our plates because there were starving children in China. <laughs> and I, exactly. I, I, always, exactly. I always never understood how if I cleaned my plate, it would help a starving child in China. I mean, do you have people telling you the same thing? Yes, absolutely. And I think luckily, Cynthia, now the food trends are to you know, pay attention and eat the right amount of food. And it's more a very acceptable custom to take home extra food from a restaurant in a to-go container. Or even sometimes at parties, people will say, yes. here, take the leftovers. Or that it's okay to leave food on your plate now because you've had enough. I think that's another key point. I'd like to uh, really encourage your listeners to ask the question, how much is enough? And it's okay. It's appropriate. You can politely say, no, thank you. I've had enough and stop eating. It's okay to stop and put your utensils down. That's an, yes. another important message. Um, the book, The Self-Empowerment, to give yourself permission to know how much fuel your body needs and when you've had enough. It's ultimate self-care to do that, which is really what I wanted to weave all these themes to remind people they can really most easily change their relationship with food and eating when they start practicing what I call pristine self-care, asking these loving, compassionate questions when they're contemplating either what food or how much food to eat or, or when to stop. And it really is, I think you've hit it so well when you say self-care, because it is all about taking care of ourselves with the right fuel um, and the right amount of fuel and not overdoing it. And that's one of the reasons I just love that when you do go to a restaurant or, as you said, even sometimes to a party or friend's home, you can ask for that quote unquote doggy bag, which is a people bag. I love leftovers. And that's kind of my favorite thing to do is just to eat a little portion, and then have the rest for the next day. And I, but I know having been in in Europe, they're only now, and not every place, not every place does allow you to take away. So you know, for a while, we had so many meals that were supersized, and they were like I don't know, so unhealthy. And I think it made people, and maybe you 
you probably know better with your expertise. I think it made people feel like they had to order more, you know, had to eat more because there was so much more. Does Did you have that experience? Well, I think it's an obesity trend since my field is actually community health and, and public health. As a nurse, that's what I studied in prevention and wellness. They have pictures of the size of cookies, muffins, even hamburgers in the 1950s and 60s compared to what they are now. So unfortunately, or popcorn at the movies, unfortunately, I think marketing and advertising have increased the size and with it the price of food. Mm -hmm. And they drive home these messages that everything needs to be supersized. And this is the right amount of food for us. So I believe a lot of people are letting the advertisers and marketers, I hesitate to say it, I'm not saying everyone, but a lot of people, influence what they think is the right amount of food. So with the thousands of people I've counseled and say a woman trying to lose weight, this is approximate, it's different for everyone. Say aiming for 1,400 calories a day, depending on how much exercise you get, People are shocked at what 1,400 calories looks like, you know, the visuals of Mm -hmm. a cup of yogurt or half a cup of rice. I'm not a dietitian. I'm just using these broad examples or the, the right amount of cereal. How much is a serving? And people are really shocked because they're used to the supersized portions. So it takes a mental shift to what I call downsize your portions to what's the the right amount, again, for you, your body type, and if there are any medical issues, et cetera. I remember a dietitian colleague I worked with said, you know, 12 grapes is a nice serving size, not the whole bunch. So grapes are healthy. I thought that was a great example. So now whenever I eat grapes, I, I tend to, you know, remember Not sure that. to count so, them. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we even watermelon, you know, too much is too much. So healthy foods, the right amount, the right portion size for our metabolism, our body size, our age, and how much exercise we're getting is really what's important, that we personalize our nutrition for us and not let the marketers, advertisers with slick images drive not just what but how much we're eating. Well, one thing that you also um, highlight in your book is maybe the importance of planning your meals and, and snacks in advance, because what you've written is that if you plan what you're going to eat, you're going to have more control over what you input, and you'll know what is your healthy food or your healthy meal. And even if you go out to eat, then um, perhaps you will eat healthier and the right, you know, more the right amount that's going to make you feel good and and really enhance your life as opposed to make you feel sluggish and depressed. So you say that timing is everything. Talk to us about why timing is so important. Well, thank you for bringing that up, Cynthia. I think it's one of the most important points in my book, actually. Back to it's different for everyone. So, again, some of the trends these days, people talk about intermittent fasting and when to eat, how much. But back to it's personalized, and it's different for everyone's metabolism. 
Some people do well eating three times a day. Some three times a day with, you know, two or three snacks in between. Some people are doing intermittent fasting and only eating, say, between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m., but it's different for everyone. So the planning ahead involves knowing you, your metabolism, if you have any medical issues, and when you start to feel your energy dipping and when you might need a healthy snack or want one and, you know, taking some almonds or walnuts, for example, or an apple with you. That's part of the planning ahead. And having an approximate when your meals are. And again, it varies if you're meeting friends for a meal or it's a special occasion. But I find that people who plan and my clients who've done that, they feel empowered over the food that they're eating and their bodies instead of just being at the mercy of, I'm starving, you know, for a snack, I'm going to go to the vending machine. Or since every gas station has a mini mart, you know, being uh, at the effect of that. So, again, knowing your metabolism, your body type, any medical situations, your energy levels, and then planning when your meals are, weaving in that, okay, for me and my age, approximately how many calories should I be aiming for? And you don't have to be obsessed with it, but I think the awareness, I think one of the greatest trends now is people reading labels and being more aware. And that's Um, really a good thing because there are so many, you know, if you're really looking for healthy ingredients, it's usually the first three, the first five ingredients, right, is what the product mostly has in it. Um, so you can pretty much tell if you're going to just get a lot of chemicals or or fake food, as I call it. Um, and that way you can be more mindful by, you know, yes. picking up that trend of reading the ingredients. You're exactly right, Cynthia. You're right. And an example, the examples I love to use are cereal. I mean, cereal can be really healthy, even healthy cereal. But again, how much is the serving size? Is it a quarter of a cup, a half a cup, three quarters of a cup. Some people say, well, I just have a bowl of cereal in the morning. Yeah, um, how big is the bowl? You know, how, <laughs> right? Yes, how big? That's another great question. How big is the bowl? Rice is another example. Even brown rice or whole grain rice people or beans. People say, I love rice, I love beans. What's the serving size? And what's appropriate for you? your body type, how much exercise you're getting. And this might be something to talk to a dietitian about, but I I believe that, and I've seen with my clients, people have light bulb moments when they start reading labels, looking, as you said, the ingredients or if they're chemicals, but also the appropriate serving size for them at their age and how much exercise they get. That's a whole awakening and light bulb moments right there. And I'm glad you're talking about exercise along with it, because I actually hate the word diet because it has the word die in it. (laughs) And I've always felt I will not use that word and I will not go on a diet. I I want to be a mindful eater. I like to grow as much as my own food, you know, uh, fruits and vegetables and herbs as possible, because I know what goes into the soil. So I know what's going to be healthy. Um, but I, I, one of the things that you talk about is to ask yourself the question, if the food that you're going to eat is going to nourish not only your body, but your mind and your soul. And, you know, how is that going to fit into your whole energy system? I think that's an important 
important, very important question. How do I nourish my body, mind, and spirit with food as well as exercise, as well as sleep, as well as positive emotions, gratitude? You talk about gratitude, and that's, to me, very, very important. Uh, you, t- you also have these seven new questions. Why don't, would you, do you think we could go over some of those? Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay. So the first question in one of your chapters, and it's asked, am I seeking fuel, which is calories, instead of self-care? So that gets back to if you're just tired or depressed or whatever. But how can we um, encourage people to really go for the self-care as opposed to how many calories I need? That's a great question, Cynthia, and I believe it has to do with alignment, you know, choices and actions and values. So coming up, you know, March, they talk about Women's Empowerment Month and, you know, women celebrating women, and empowerment is really the sum total of the choices we make. So if we can, can have this shift towards fuel, And choosing the right fuel as a form of self-care, then I believe we could throw diets out the window. So, and as you said, food, you know, good healthy food comes from the earth, our natural sources. So it is feeding not just our body, but our mind, but our spirit. And then part of mindful eating, too, involves the environment, perhaps turning off electronics or TV. I know it's hard to do sometimes. Just being aware of the potential stress levels in the environment as we're eating that may cause us to, say, not be chewing our food enough. (laughs) So this is fine-tuning the mindful eating portion, but there's so many beautiful meditations and guided imagery online, examples of mindful eating, of that, again, fine-tuning the chewing and the bringing this nourishment into our body, being grateful for it. So that does involve just being aware of the environment. Some of my clients have noticed, for example, who live in big extended family homes, that it was noisy and they were very stressed when they were eating. So how do we think our body's going to receive this food if we're very stressed a lot of the time? Mm-hmm. And she chose to eat dinner at a different time and she loved her family and they understood. So just really about choices. And as you say, bringing in the mind, body, and spirit component as we're ready to, as we think about this fuel as nourishment. One of the seven questions you ask is, will this serve my gut? Because the brain and the stomach are linked, the brain-gut connection. I like that. I really think that is important because I have been at dinners with people who literally are just shoveling the food in. They're not enjoying it. I don't think they're tasting it. It's almost like a, um, they feel like they're, there's not going to be enough. There's malnourished or something. I'm not sure where it comes from. But what is that gut-brain connection and how can we get more in touch with that? Well, 
I've learned along the way as a nurse that the gut and brain are actually intimately connected and they're bi-directional, meaning what we put in our food and the quality of the bacteria in our gut, there's also healthy bacteria in our gut, influences the brain and the chemicals in the brain and um, the neurology of our brain. So think of it as healthy food and healthy gut bacteria equals or contributes to a healthy brain. And conversely, if we're upset or perhaps mentally fogged, not feeling well, um, some emotions going on, that can influence our gut. And think about it in terms of we're upset about something and we feel sick at our stomach. Or, you know, people even say, you know, use the expression, they, you know, felt punched in the gut or something Mm -hmm. because they were upset. Mm -hmm. So what we're putting in our stomach affects, think of it as contributing to the quality of our thoughts and brain function. And likewise, the more we can do to have clarity in our brain, good sleep, you know, contributes to good brain chemistry, uh, lots of hydration. And this contributes to then a healthy gut and actually serotonin and some of the other very healthy uh, hormones needed for emotions, most of them are produced in the gut. You know, they're not produced in the brain. I also want to bring in, Cynthia, you brought up a great point. You know, you've been with people that were shoveling food in. Sometimes yes, right. it might be an emotional or mental health issue stemming from either how we grew up as a child or perhaps emotional trauma in the home. So some people, some may have an eating disorder of some kind or their eating habits may be influenced by childhood trauma. So I want to encourage people also, that's the important balance, the mind-body-spirit energetic connection, that there are wonderful mental health professionals who specialize in food addictions or food issues, uh, you know, maladaptive eating patterns because of emotional upset or trauma, and I'm not an expert in that area, so I just want to encourage people to have the right support team and experts that can guide and support them, whatever their unique, you know, medical and and psychological history, too, to get that support if there is a potential issue for addiction to to food. Yeah, and it's important to know that there is healing uh, counseling, healing help out there. Um, and I know that you also, you have a private practice where you provide guidance and healing support and you do intuitive energy assessments and energy balancing because we are all made of energy. <laughs> I mean, everything in us is energy, right? So um, yes, if, we're, yes. if, we're, if we're out of balance and we're not getting, as you already mentioned, enough sleep, enough um, hydration, enough of good quality food, then it's just like garbage in, garbage out. And we, cannot, we can't heal ourselves, can we? Or we, we can't really move forward. I want to just finish with um, something, your seventh, I kind of jumped around here. But there's so much to talk about in the book. But mm-hmm. you talk about a dose of self-compassion instead of a sugary snack. 
And I thought this was very important to love ourselves, to be kind to ourselves, to um, to give ourselves permissions to be what I call the stars we were born to be. But uh, you you talk about self compassion and this whole idea of um, eating. So when we tend to eat our emotions, that is a way of numbing ourselves. So. I know we don't have a lot of time, but what would you what would you suggest for people who really need to to love themselves more so that they can eat um, what they need for nourishment as opposed to just as I said earlier, shoveling it in and you know shoveling it out. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for bringing that up, Cynthia. I really think it's one of the most important parts of the book. If we can love ourselves and offer ourselves compassion, self-compassion, like we would to a good friend, then we're more tuned into our eating and the points you've brought up and we've talked about, like with eating slower, chewing, really loving the way we nourish ourselves. And there's a great uh, branch of mindfulness called Mindful Self-Compassion. There are a lot of online resources, a lot of good research, and one study with self-compassion and weight management showed people afterwards were able to change their eating behavior and even physical activity after these, say, an eight-week course in really practicing the self-compassion. So we all deserve it, and that self-love and self-compassion can help us shift, make that shift towards permission to nourish ourselves with the ultimate self-care and self-love. And another important message of your book is that you don't have to do this alone. There are classes, there's spiritual support, there's therapy, there's books such as your book, Why Am I Eating This? Um, there are There's many avenues that can support you in your goal and your journey, your road to success and just in being a mindful eater that loves oneself, which I think is very important. So I want to, Sandy, give out your website, because if anyone would be ever interested in mind, body, spirit, energy coaching services, or just to pick up a copy of, of Sandy Robertson's book, Why Am I Eating This? Is This the Nourishment I Need? This is her second edition. You can visit her website at energyworkswisdom.com and works is plural with an s energyworkswisdom.com would you like to just sum up our conversation with any type of light bulb moment that you would like to leave for our listeners yes thank you Cynthia this has been such a great interview just reminding everyone that you deserve to eat with self-love and self-care and that light bulb moment for you, for everyone will be different is just love and care for yourself and the nourishment you put in your body, mind, body, spirit, energy system, and retrain your mind to, to shift towards a whole new way of eating and nourishing yourself. You can do it. Well, thank you so much, Sandy. Again, the book is Why Am I Eating This? Is This the Nourishment I Need? The author is Sandy Robertson and her website, again, energyworkswisdom.com. 
Thank you so much, Sandy, for informing us and sharing your wisdom with all the suggestions of how we can be more mindful eaters and giving us permission for self-care and the proper nourishment. Thank you again for being on Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you, Cynthia. I loved all your great questions. Thank you for having me today. You are most welcome. It is my pleasure. And when we come back from break, we'll have a quick business bite. And then we're really going to talk about how we can create a mental health, a journey for ourselves that will keep the going with self-care and love. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back. And in the meantime, check out Sandy Robertson's website. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Change is everywhere, and while it may seem impossible to accelerate your change initiatives with all that is already going around around you, I will help you lead change more readily and literally so you can accelerate your success. Do you have an elastic mind? People are motivated by a clear why, the reason a change will make a difference to them and their lives. And this requires leaders to communicate a desirable vision of the future. People need to see and focus on this desired big picture. However, if you only live in that future, you make no progress. So progress is further hampered when people love the picture of the future, but don't know how to get there. So here is where your mind must become elastic. Think about the future while thinking about the steps we must take today. Think big picture future and small, what will I do today to get me there? And as you develop an elastic mind, you will be able to change both now and the future and you'll accelerate your speed of change. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, Bryan with an I, dot com. Be the star you are, the star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. 
Now, back to the power party. Well, while we were on the topic of mind, body, and spirit, I wanted to talk about mental health and what we can do now and every month and this whole year to make sure that our mental health is in tip-top shape. Because you've probably been reading or seeing on the news how so many athletes, movie stars, and other celebrities are finally putting their mental health first and foremost because they're stressed out, they're exhausted, or they're feeling depressed. And you know, when we think of um, famous people in whatever endeavor they are located in, whether it is you know business or media or whatever, we think that they have no issues. But the reality is, is that everybody has stresses and everybody has mental health challenges. And when we try to sweep them under the rug, it only gets worse. So are you ready to make your mental health a priority this year? Because it is the gateway to total happiness and literally everything else that's going to allow you to succeed or to fail in life. Studies have shown that when people's mental health improves, they are more likely to thrive in their relationships, their careers. They adopt healthier habits, just like what uh, Sandy Robertson and I were talking about with her book, uh, Why Am I Eating This? Um, people will become more productive. They will find meeting and will meet and have meaning in just everyday simple experiences. And when you have a healthy mindset, you become more equipped to cope with change, to cope with adversity um, when everything else is going wrong. So we have to commit to take better care of our mental health. And that might mean talking to a therapist or an other licensed professional, but you don't have to do that. You can do things that are on your own. And I just want to give you a couple of suggestions in the final minutes that we have. First of all, Perhaps you need to rethink your social media use. Perhaps you need to turn it off or limit yourself to a few minutes a day because there's so much negativity out there. If you have lost touch with friends or family, get back in touch. Send a text or a phone call and say, I miss you. And can we get together? Or how are you doing? That will really sound like a, um, like a good way to reconnect. If you are having stresses at work, it really you really have to turn off that switch. When you have time to deal with the things that are bothering you, just set a timer. And that will allow you to ease that stress and to de-stress. Um, and you can continue on with your daily living. And you need to always do something to, to alleviate your stress. For example... Every week, you should be doing something that's pleasurable. Fortunately, it's better if you can do something that is, you know, fun every day. Whether, like for me, it's just going out and pulling weeds. For most people, that would be sound like work. But I like being in the garden. So what do you like doing? If you like to take 15 minutes to read a book, whatever it is, you want to have some fun at least once a week. Better if it's every day. Also, you want to check off the things that you have to do, like cleaning or running errands. And you also need a sense of belonging. 
plus some physical activity. It could be just walking around your house or walking around the block. But whenever you do one small thing, it is a way to keep your mental health in check. So check in with yourself. Give yourself permission to have a healthy mental health. Eat properly, hydrate, get plenty of sleep, and then always, always be grateful for everything you have, not for what you don't have. Well, that is our show for today. Thanks for joining me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Make sure you're tuned in every Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. We are live right here on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. For information about Star Style Productions or to find any of my books, please visit CynthiaBryan.com. To get involved with the charity or to make a donation, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. I also would love you to read a book this week because it is like a garden in your pocket. And until next week, when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you. Be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. Make it a great week and put a smile on your face. Thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.